Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Chris Carr from ferrotech.com, an amazing, amazing marketing firm. We're going to talk all about what they do that's different and getting amazing results for incredible, an incredible suite of clients. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, this is great. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. So let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? Yeah, you know, I started in 2001, um, started out just in web development. Um, you know, uh, it was one of those situations where I didn't go to school for any of this stuff. It was all pretty much self-trained. You know, the long story, long story short was I, I had a girlfriend in college that I thought it'd be this amazing idea to put her artwork online after we broke up thinking that I, that was going to, that was going to woo her. And, oh, and well, at least back. if you had a positive intent, you, you, you weren't <laughs> like right. doing any, posting anything bad. So, all right, <laughs> that is a clever yeah. win back strategy. So you had to learn how to build a website to put it up. Yeah. I tell, I tell people that now people are like, oh yeah, no big deal. I was like, you don't understand building a website in 1999 was extremely hard. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that is a serious labor of love. Yeah. Never got the girl back. In fact, never even talked to her again. Spent so much time learning code and stuff that that fizzled out. And then here we are 21 years later with payroll that can give you kidney stones. And <laughs> I, I've been through that. So, so the longer version of that story should probably be in a book somewhere. You kind of skipped over a whole lot of it, but you got a great super. I love the superhero origin story. I tried to win back the girl. So I learned this skill. I didn't get the girl, but it launched, you know, this amazing business over the years. Yeah. I mean, you've worked with household name, you know, Fortune 500 company clients. So mm-hmm. when did, so we're going to go back to the story just a little bit. So when did Ferrotech start? So that started, um, I was 23 years old. So that was in 2001. Uh, I was, you know, I went from pharma to, uh, I was still young, but I went from pharma. Then I went into, then I went and started working at Vanguard and uh just realized very quickly that uh, having a boss was very difficult for me. Um, still did a great job, but was in one of the scenarios where I was like, hey, you know what? I want to see if I can kind of do this on my own. All my friends were in that stage where they were getting married and buying houses, and I was not. I was just like working. And um, I just continued to work an obnoxious amount of hours, you know, and um, pretty soon you have, a, you have a company with employees and all that stuff like that. It's it's just sort of how it goes. It's like, you got to sort of like love what you do. And, and, and that's sort of 
how it started and that's how it, it, it hasn't changed. I, I know what you mean. So take me back to, do you remember first client other than the girlfriend win back website? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is crazy. So after developing websites, I was part of a fantasy soccer league team, which is just essentially like fantasy football, but for soccer. A lot of people are like, dude, I didn't know they had that, but they do. I did and not know they had that. <laughs> <laughs> so I built this website and I thought because I loved what I was doing and it was just a, a hobby, I put my, my blood, sweat and tears into it and it worked out really well. But one of the guys in the group was the, one of the assistant soccer coaches at Eastern University. He showed it to the head coach. The head coach had a lot of clout. And before I knew it, I was building the athletics website for Eastern University, which is a, a, a fairly large D3 school. Uh, from there, I got into every part of Eastern University. And then Eastern University kind of was like a launch pad because so many people either went there, graduated from there. And then in web, if you do a really good job at web, it's just like, it, it spawns three other projects. You're almost always on a waiting list in web. The problem with web is the exact, that's the same problem too. It's just like, you're always so busy that you start, you, you're, you're in the business and you're never working on the business. I, I think yeah. we all resemble that remark at times for sure. Now, fast forward, you've built an incredible team. Talk a little bit about, you know, obviously you've come a long way since putting artwork on a website, uh, on a website hand coded by hand. What does Ferrotech look like now? Yeah, you know, we have um, we have over 20 full-time employees with subcontractors. We're over 50. We are a, a comprehensive digital marketing agency. Uh, we focus a lot on inbound marketing, HubSpot, drip marketing. Uh, we have a video studio that's literally right there. Um, still focusing a lot on web. But what we're trying to do is help companies build systems. And the systems generate leads, nurture leads into clients, and then convert those clients into brand ambassadors or raving fans of your brand. Essentially, those are the type of people that are going to be your evangelists that get you the referrals. So that if you do really great work, it's kind of like a flywheel. Awesome. Now, you are kind of at the forefront of digital marketing tech. So, and obviously you're, you're HubSpot certified, Wistia certified, I mean, certified in like mm. everything. So <laughs> what are you seeing as some of the big trends that have affected our industry in the last year and that are coming down the pike? The biggest wave that's going to be unstoppable is AI. Let's um, talk about AI, that. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's AI content writing, which is, I thought when I was using these tools, I was going to just get like C-spot run and I put in just some information into it. And it says, if you want a comprehensive understanding of how canines work in the Southern regions of France, here's 15 stories and stuff like that. And in a click of a button, gobs and gobs and gobs of really well-written content are there. And you can, you can pick and choose and, and, and slice it up and stuff like that. And, you know, while I don't think that's the end of marketing as we know it, if they're here now, it, it is going to be very uh, interesting to see where this goes. You know? And then how does that, um, how do you stay on top of everything? Because our in the marketing industry, especially is constantly changing, right? There's a new platform every week. Um, how do you keep it? How do you stay on top of all that? You know, we have something called Ferrotech Labs. Um, 
clever name because we're Fairtech. <laughs> and in Fairtech Labs, yeah, it's me and two other people who have always sort of been obsessed with how to create a better mousetrap. We're, we're getting these softwares, trying them out. We're, we're, we're experimenting them on our own marketing. And the things that work, we, we, we double down on them. The things that don't, you know, we pivot on. We like to write about them quite a bit. Um, honestly, a lot of it is just trial and effort, uh, trial and error. And then it's like having relationships like I have with you. Like, I mean, like your company is doing the same exact stuff. I mean, if you're not, if you're not buying technology, you're making it your own. You know what I mean? You're building technology. And so I'm rubbing shoulders with people like you and saying, hey, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? What's working? What's not working? And, you know, I, I would say that everything I research is about 30% of what I look at and 70% of what I look at are just talking with really smart people who have just been there. Awesome. I, I, I believe in both of those things at the, a, as well. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see companies make when trying to, you know, grow their business, grow their presence, increase their revenue, sales, lead generation, all that good stuff online? Yeah, well, I think this will be music for your ears. Um, marketing is not, a, a, it's not a one-person sport anymore. What I mean by that is when I talk to companies, they're like, oh, I got a marketing guy or a marketing gal. Like, I know that sounds terrible, but that's marketing moving way too fast to be a one-person job anymore. And so what you would have is you'd have, I use the term marketing Mary. I stole it from HubSpot. Well, Mary's got, she's either going to be a specialist in one area. So a lot of times it's social media. So they'll be all in on social media. They won't know search. They won't know paid ads, might not know lead generation. So then they're hiring multiple contractors or they're hiring internally, which is very expensive. And what they really need to do is make Mary the quarterback of their program, but have programs like how you build. They're done for you programs that someone can establish and build that can see scalable and transparent results. You know what I mean? That's the same stuff that we're trying to do is say, hey, we're not trying to get rid of Mary. We're going to just make Mary a quarterback. And for the first time in her life, she's going to be able to execute because we either have the time or the expertise that she doesn't have. You know, I mean, if Mary could clone herself, I bet you Mary would be crushing it. But Mary's only got a limited amount of time. Absolutely. That makes total sense. You are doing so many things. How do you balance it all? I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got, I've got two kids and an amazing wife who helps me kind of stay grounded on, on keeping the real things real. The challenge that I, I have is um, I want to be doing more. Oh, I always want to be doing more than I am. And if I have one problem, it's because I'm trying to be in all places all at one time instead of being really good at a couple different things. Um, fortunately, after 21 years, um, you know, you start to far scump your way into some of these successes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've never um, heard it put that way. I'm going <laughs> to swipe that. It's awesome. You know, you, and, that's, and that's sort of what happens. You try enough things and, and some things stick. Yeah, very true. You have achieved so much success. I mean, you've grown one heck of a business. What, you. What's your biggest challenge now? Uh, the war on talent. You know, um, the best and the brightest uh, minds. We want them here. We want them working for us. Um, and we want clients that have synergy with us in our, our, our process. You know, um, we don't like to work with a-holes. And I know that's, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm in a luxury. I get to sort of pick it and choose the clients I want but we believe in our technology. We believe it works. And so I've been able to rub shoulders with clients who I consider friends. Um, I know very keenly what their results need to be. 
And a lot of times it's just a math game. So if I know that you got to grow by 10 million, I need to know how many sales it takes to get to 10 million. I need to know how many leads it gets to get to the sales. I need to know how many visitors it takes to get a lead. So eventually I need to know how many visitors it takes to get a sale and how I get the visitor through, you know, through multiple different approaches. That's the art and the science of what we do. Absolutely. How are you managing client expectations in these turbulent times? Well, I think one of the things that we do that's very unique is we, a lot of clients will come to us and they'll say, Hey, I need a quote. I need SEO or I need social media. And we're like, Hey, pump the brakes. What we do is we do something called a gap assessment. A gap assessment is literally a 10 week deep dive where I learn every part about your company, all your goals, your industry. It's, it takes five of my employees to build it, cost about 20 grand. And the result of that is, is, is a book that's about the size of a phone book. And that's our three to five year roadmap. And so handling expectations is won and lost when I, when I present that gap assessment and say, look, this is the roadmap. From this point on, we're gonna make data-driven decisions together. Uh, don't base it upon my hunches. Don't base it upon a blog I read. Don't base it upon a cool technology I, I saw. Let's, let's see what the data says. So let's create good campaigns and let's listen, let's tweak. And over time, we're going to double down on what works and we're going to push away the stuff that, that doesn't. You talked about looking at the data. How have you know, the changes in data like iOS 14 and 15 affected your business and your clients? It's harder. It's harder. Um, you know, I, I slam Apple all the time. I, I think that Apple's kind of hypocritical in the aspect of if you created an app and they would say, you know what, do you want, do you want this app to track you? But when you go to their online store, you know what pop-up they get? Would you like per highly personalized ads that make you better, make better app decisions? So you can choose better apps that you can choose an app that's perfect for you. I want that language. <laughs> I know, I know. Like literally they trash everybody else. And then for them, they sound like roses. So yes, I'm mad at Apple, but I'm not going anywhere. Every device I have in this building is Apple. My iPhone is still, you know what I mean? I, unfortunately, that's, that's the reality. I believe that, the, that people aren't told that they wait in line around a building in the freezing cold to have the most intuitive phone possible. And then this other marketing pitch is privacy, which I, which I like but your phone got dumber. Your phone is just a box. <laughs> it's the tracking code. It's the, it's the companies that are saying, Hey, if I want a washing machine, I want to get ads about washing machines. I need my washing machines broken. I don't want ads about lawnmowers. And that's what you're sort of losing, but you, there are there negative sides. Sure. But your phone is designed to be in an intuitive device that can think faster and better and stronger than you can. And the privacy things are, are sort of taking that away. You know, so is it harder? Yes. Is it impossible? No, you just literally, we're just all forced to adjust. I would say that, that, that retargeting on mobile devices has been the biggest hit, but there's ways around that. You are leading a good sized team. How do you get everyone to do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it the right way at the right time for the right client? Yep. Uh, layered management. So I dump a lot into my leaders. And I got very blessed that I have leaders that are way smarter than me that take culture and people seriously. Um, you know, we got a lot of high fives, a lot of hugs, a lot of laughs in this building. 
and that translates to happy clients. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? I just want to build something really great. You know, um, transparently, I have a marketing company and I'm helping solve problems for others, but I'm listening because whatever that, that one thing that's coming down the pike is, I don't know whether it's an app or an approach or a, a venture deal or whatever that is, we're, as much as we're trying to help our clients, we're always listening because sooner or later, we're going to find that other thing that's going to help catapult us. So we want to help our clients, but it also allows us to cherry pick new and brave ideas. And we're hoping that we're going to be at the right place at the right time for one of those. We've, we've had a couple of those in the past and it's gotten us so far, but we know that when you meet people like yourself, you meet thought leaders and stuff like that, success leads clues. And if you, if you know enough of those people, sometimes you're in the right place at the right time and it's not luck. That's awesome. Very well said. Who is an ideal client for Ferrotech? I think any client that's uh, $10 million or more, but what we do is we put a ton of energy into helping you develop lead intelligence. So if you're a point of service company or someone that's going to, when you sell your product or service, people make an impulse buy, that's not our, our ideal client. We want clients that develop really strong messaging and websites. And then people that come back to the website, maybe two, three, even seven times before they actually make a purchase. Those are our ideal clients because we craft really good arguments and we use technology to, to lead score and, and to really engage. For our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more, where's the best place for us to send them for you? Uh, farotech.com. It's www.farotech.com. All right. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Chris Carr from farotech.com, farotech.com. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, it's been great. Thank you. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.